All right. Hey, what's up? We're back. We're back with uh, presumably a new name instead of the play-by-play podcast. We are uh, we're trying this out. It's a it's a pilot going by the was it Sport Collation? Sport Collation podcast. Sport Collation podcast, which was given to us by uh, good old Anton. Yes, it's a uh, a portmanteau of uh, sport and speculation because that's what we do. We speculate about the sports world uh, here on the Sportulation podcast. Yes. And I just suggested the name change because we don't really do much of a, like a breakdown play by play of, you know, on this podcast. Although that could maybe be another podcast. Tune in for that. If we ever do that, whenever we do that. Anyways, welcome to the now first episode of the new Sportulation podcast brought to you, of course, by myself, Mr. Yusuf Rashid, flanked, of course, by Anton, you just heard him, and our boy who apparently lost his cell phone, Mr. Pars Cottrell. Hey, guys, I didn't lose it. I just uh, found it was underneath the iPad. But yeah, I am here, and I am uh, excited, and we are ready to go. We are ready to go. And you know what else is ready to go is uh, Major League Sports are ready to go. We had... Great transition. Oh, yeah. Finally... Right? Amazing. 10 out of 10. We, yeah, so baseball, of course, had opening day yesterday kickoff with the Nationals and the Yankees that then got rain delayed and the game just ended at the sixth inning, but that's okay. There's baseball now. There's baseball today. The Jays are having their their opening day today against Tampa. Uh, The Raptors are playing scrimmage right now against Houston and they kick off next week. Hockey kicks off next week. It's kind of surreal that there's actually a sports back because we've been talking about this for so long and we thought no well, maybe they shouldn't come back because covid's getting worse and you know maybe they should and all these things and here we are here here we are in, in late july early august hockey and basketball and soccer and baseball is all coming back and uh with that of course we want to talk about at least like each of those things coming back. And the first thing I think the big one to talk about, at least for us, because we're from the GTA, is the fact that the Toronto Blue Jays are kind of in a weird spot. At least they were up until I believe about this morning. They were around trying to figure out where they were going to play because the Canadian government would not let them play their games at the Rogers Center in Toronto. So at first they said, okay, well, we could go back to Florida to play at the TD ballpark that they have in Dunedin where they do spring training. That's not a good idea because COVID's a thing. Well, we could go to Buffalo. There's a training area out in Buffalo, not set to the major league standards. That was an idea. They also brought out the idea to play at Pittsburgh at PNC Arena or Park Y Arena, which the government turned down as well. Found out today, the Jays are going to be playing their home games in Buffalo. Will that make any difference? Where the Bisons play, yeah. Uh, will that make a difference? I don't think so, considering that there's no fans anyways. But I feel like it's going to be very different for the Jays, considering that with the amount of traveling they have to do for games, they're not going to have to cross the border. So maybe that's a good thing, but I don't know. Thoughts? I mean, I don't uh, think that would change anything. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. I think that's a good thing that they don't have to cross the board twice. I know Canada is really adamant about keeping their numbers low. And, um, you know, it's just it just makes things, logistics and all that kind of stuff a lot easier. Especially since we have the, the, the hockey. Uh, mm. Toronto is one of the hub yeah, cities. So we have that's a true. lot of athletes here that, you know, fans like myself are going to be trying to see. 
<laughs> yeah, I for so long was saying that if games were going to be held in the Rogers Center for the Jays, it would definitely cause a bit of an issue considering we have 12 NHL teams coming here in a couple of days' time, actually. So there's not much to do. Right, let's just have all 32 MLB teams oh, at, yeah, at the Rogers Center, you know? Yeah. We'll just have them all. <laughs> they're all going to stay in one hotel. They're, uh, they're all going to stay in the CN Tower. Yes. They eat. <laughs> yeah. They're, top, they're... The top deck. Yeah. I was surprised to hear that the NHL players were going to be staying at the Fairmont and not at um, the Ritz. Well, the Fairmont is like the one that's the the closest, isn't it? To uh... yeah. So we can we'll get into that later. But they're staying at the Fairmont and Hotel X, which is by like the exhibition grounds. Yeah. Well, actually, that's pretty far though. That's yeah. Exhibit. Yeah. That's that's I kind mean, of like, a concern, but this is very like Toronto speak. Like, but yeah, the the Fairmont Royal York is is right next, or to probably one of the closest large hotels. Yeah. to the um to the i was gonna say air canada center to the scotia bank center <laughs> no it is the scotia bank center actually just uh since we're since we brought that up quickly i just wanted to mention this so i was downtown yesterday i had to just uh bring my sister down there for something but we uh obviously you drive by <clears throat> when you're on the don valley heading back towards uh like northbound and so you pass by the scotia bank center <clears throat> and my dad looked at it and said well you know, I'm I'm glad that the Raptors had one uh, had their win in the Air Canada Center before it became Scotiabank. And I'm like, nope, no, they didn't. It was a Scotiabank Center before the Raptors won. So yeah, it's still it's okay. weird. I, I think, can't get I, used to it, but it's like people still know, call the Sky Dome the Sky Dome. Hey, you know what? That's what Scotiabank needs to do. It needs to go uh, to <laughs> it, it needs to go up to um, a bunch of other stadiums and be like, hey, you know what? We we renamed it uh, Scotiabank Center, and then the Raptors won. So maybe yeah, so we're good luck. <laughs> we're good luck, uh, but apparently not to the Leafs. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we are all hoping that the Leafs, you know, get it done. Yeah. So this year, preferably. So there's that. You know, with the, going back to baseball, just quickly. There's not mu- too much to talk about other than the fact that games are here, games are being played. Uh, I know that for them and the other leagues, if players decide to opt out in the middle of the season due to COVID concerns and whatnot. I know there are some salary issues there. don't exactly know what the details are, but since I talk about salary, I do want to ask one question and I want to, maybe we'll spend an episode on this later on down the road and I'll, I'll call a friend of mine up for this. Uh, so Mookie Betts, former outfielder for the Boston Red Sox, who was traded to the Dodgers uh, in a trade that sent him and David Price out to LA in return for a couple players and some cash to the Red Sox. Uh, Mookie just signed a $380 million deal for, I believe it is, 12 years. Uh, And so my friend who I will eventually get him on this show, I, I will, he brought up something when I asked him and some other friends of ours that are doing a fantasy baseball league right now. Uh, do you think the MLB should have like a hard salary cap, like what the what the NHL does, rather than use the luxury tax system? And he said to me, and I quote, uh, "If an owner can't pay to keep his team up to the rest of the t- uh, to the rest of the league, then he should sell." <clears throat> Meaning that these players should be getting the big bucks because other players are getting big bucks. But then you see, like you know, 
maybe a small percentage of the league is getting paid the 300 plus million or 200 plus million and the rest are getting paid like what like eight million a year like a lot less like peanuts to yeah to it so, yeah so i just did that oh sorry percy go ahead uh Oh, uh, well, um, you know, I'm one of those people who actually who actually think that there, there should be a limit for baseball. And the reason being that um, baseball, uh, there's a bigger risk factor with their body um, in, that, in that sport in comparison to other major North American sports. That, and that kind of make me feel like they, they are in deservance of the money that they pay. And also the fact that, you know, we have that season goal for 162 games. And these owners who are filthy rich, beyond rich, and the facilities that they have that bring in these uh, patrons every single game, every other day, it just makes sense to pay them that much. I don't, I know it's kind of weird because when I talk about basketball, I talk about football, and I talk about MLS soccer, like, you know, I don't understand, especially in the basketball sense, not so much the football, but just in the basketball sense, why you're getting, why a rookie contract is five, is five to seven million with, when they can get a shoe deal for a hundred. Like, I, I don't get why the money allocates that way. But in, in baseball, it's different. I mean, take, for example, Garrett Cole. Pitchers, um, it's, it's a very fine line, a very finite uh, spot where it comes to their body with that, where if there's a tweak in any part of their wrist to joint faction, it, sh- it can really affect how they throw the ball and can lead them, you know, out of the league. So that's, that's my take. I think the like football is even more intense on that front because like one injury that's it you're yeah one injury like like basketball you can like maybe you roll an ankle you maybe maybe you're out for for a little bit yeah. maybe you're out for a whole season but you can still come back unless it's like devastating but um you know like like what happened to to crosby like a, a year ago or something like that with his head um yeah. so like he can still kind of come back but like because even though like hockey is a very physical game, but I think like football uh, is even more physical. Uh, about the uh, yeah, I kind of agree with Pars on the uh, on the just <laughs> extraordinary amounts of money that this person is making. Um, but I mean, you know what? If they are able to pull in the the viewers, I think they should be rewarded with a high salary but like you know 30 million over 30 million a year is it's quite a lot <laughs> to one person for 13 years a guaranteed 30 yeah. 30 31 31 million uh is is quite a lot and there are mm-hmm. people working in some stadiums who get paid like six bucks an hour yep so you know 30. maybe maybe uh pay the guy like 20 million and then pay the the other people like 14 bucks an hour, thir- you know, 12 yeah, bucks an hour, no. you know, just, just, just raise, raise, raise the pay rate. You know, I, I'm not a, I don't think I'm a socialist by any means, but you know, let's, let's help, help our fellow man a little bit, you know? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> that's just the ridiculousness of how things are with baseball and football, Patrick Mahomes and your $450 million contract. Whew. <clears throat> but yeah, baseball, you know, baseball is baseball. They're running their shortened season. Um, 
Maybe it works out. Well, actually, the thing is, too, with that, uh, the mentioning of the Mookie Betts contract is the contract is effective as of this season. So what with – What? Uh, yeah, it's effective right now. It's from now until 2032. I remember when we were talking about the lockout that some players were going to have to opt out of a portion of their salary. Um, Los Angeles – what is it? Los uh, – the Angels, the Angels star. Um, Mike Trout? Mike Trout. He was arguing about that, saying that he wouldn't play and finally agreeing to play with the with the limitations. So I, I'm shocked that Mookie Betts' contract is, you know, it's go ahead. <laughs> baseball. In other, sto- uh, in other news of sports that pay players a ton of money, basketball is back, sort of. Uh, so... They're doing all their scrimmage games right now. Uh, they're, they're actually TSN's airing the Raptors and the Rockets playing a scrimmage game right now. Uh, it's a fun time. Again, still weird to watch a sport without fans, but you know the, we get what we get in these unprecedented times. So, yes, unprecedented. Very unprecedented. They're so unprecedented that people overuse the word unprecedented. So, from what I like, you know, I've I've taken some notes about what's been going on with the NBA, how things are going, and uh, of course, the big thing is, is their bubble system that they're uh, utilizing and putting together in Orlando at Disney World. And uh, so far, they've announced that no players have actually tested positive for COVID, which that I gotta admit is pretty impressive. Like I, I gotta give them applause for that. And what's been great is that we have, uh, you know, fans have been able to see a sneak peek look or just a, like a POV look of how things are going in the bubble uh, thanks to vlogs from such stars as Philadelphia 76ers rookie um, Matisse Teibel, who has yep. so far gone viral with his vlogs. Like, I've, I've really been enjoying them. Uh, and, yeah. of course, Shaq and a Fool superstar JaVale McGee has yeah. also been doing them. My boy JaVale. Um, but it's been really good. You know, I, I've watched most of those vlogs, if not all the episodes that have been out now. And it's, it's really interesting to see how not only well taken care of the players are while they're going to be in this bubble, because they're going to be in there for a while. They're in there for two, three months, right? Away from families and everything. But just to see how the NBA has put together this system to basically make sure that you know all precautions are taken as safely as necessary to make sure that their players are healthy and you know an outbreak doesn't occur in their bubble you know have them scan in constantly they have to get tested once twice a day uh they're not allowed to leave their building until they get tested they can't enter anywhere until they scan in you know yeah they still they get to use all the you know, the facilities that are in that, like, part of the resort. You know, there was an episode of uh, Matisse's most recent vlog where they went golfing. Him and the 76ers team went golfing, and Tobias Harris cannot golf to save his life. Yeah, and then, uh, what was it? Uh, someone al- they, they almost got stuck on a boat because yep. it wouldn't restart. Yep, they, they almost <laughs> got stuck on a boat. Uh, yeah, you know, it's good. It gives us some entertainment outside of the, the normal entertainment we would get from basketball because we don't get to see them as players. We just get to see them as people. And personally, I've been loving JaVale's vlogs because I think people give JaVale too much shit, but that's Shaquille O'Neal's fault. It just yeah. it. Parse knows I make fun of it like all the time. Um, it is Shaq's fault. It is Shaq's fault. just should have relaxed. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> 
So, you know, getting to see, especially with a team like the Lakers, how they're handling things, a team of like legitimate deadly superstars that are looking for another chip and you see the human side of them, you know, you, you see the human side of guys like Dwight Howard of Anthony Davis of LeBron. You get to see the, the fun, but also serious and very scary side of LeBron James. And uh, that honestly leads me segues. No, that actually leads me to something I did want to talk about is uh, Vegas betting odds have come out for the NBA championship and the three highest picks to win this year are a tie at plus 250 between the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Bucks, <clears throat> with the Raptors at a plus 1,000, I think. Not great odds. And my wondering, my question is, will do our people – got it. Are people underestimating the Toronto Raptors post-Kawhi? Yes. Yes. I I'm not uh, I'm not in any way shape or form a biased to the the play, the team up north. Um, you got to look at the facts and the stats, and they they speak for themselves. We're talking about a team that has that is very well coached, very well organized, managed wise with Yusai uh, Ujiri, who runs the front office there. And uh, when you're not looking at those two things, which is obviously a benchmark to how well your your uh, your franchise is going to run. You also look at the fact that they have veteran leadership and not just one or two, but a total of five role players who have stepped up throughout the season. Now I understand that we did take a little bit of a break and this would be a testament to how good of a coach Nick Nurse is to keep these guys rallied in, keep them dialed in as they play. And they're going to be playing tough games the entire way through this shortened season before the playoffs start of top 500 teams. They don't fa- I don't think they face a team that's under 500 which is what their schedule was like before the break. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think at all that they are bottom 1,000 betting odds. I, I feel like they are, if not the fifth, the fourth team to choose to win the finals. They have that experience and they have that caliber. So. Yeah, I just looking at um, where they the, the standings and where they were, uh, just like taking a quick look at that, you, you could kind of assume that they would at least kind of do well. Like they were doing well in, in the regular season leading up to this. But I do just, do just want to say that like, I don't know how much we want to even talk about like the prospect of who's going to um, take home the championship because I just want to see like, do we get to actually see tip off or do they, act, do they just like totally disband the thing? Cause like ten people test positive. I don't know. <laughs> like, like there's so much <laughs> uncertainty uh, going on uh, right now. One thing I did kind of want to speak about was um, going back to the vlogs. Um, we can like maybe do a whole other episode about this, but like, yeah, just like bringing uh, people into the life of of uh, someone in in the bubble. Um, and I think, uh, like lots of people would like to know what it's like to be a professional sports player to, to be a professional athlete um and i think what javel is doing uh what Matisse is doing uh to some degree what some other people have been doing like steph curry and i think um yeah some other players i can't remember uh but i think that's really smart of them to grow their influence outside of uh of just of just you know 
basketball and like creating content uh, so that they could um, grow their influence and you know make deals on, on their own um, with brands or, or whoever. Uh, and yeah, I think that's really cool to see. So that's my uh, my take. I think I have a lot more thoughts on this, so I can save that for another podcast specifically dedicated to that subject. I would actually love to do uh, once more vlog episodes come out from guys like JaVale and Matisse and hey, if, if more players join on it, I'd love to do a, an episode just talking about all that and seeing how it's yeah. been over the course of the few weeks. But yeah. um, back to back to the topic of our good old hometown defending champion Toronto Raptors. Uh, honestly, I know people have been underestimating the Raptors for a long time and you know, there people will still debate about last season. Be like, oh, the the Warriors were hurt. It doesn't count. And you know, you guys just had it lucky. If Kevin Durant was healthy, then oh, you you know, you guys would have lost no problem. It's like, oh, well, you know, you never know, right? We don't know because that reality never happened. We were just in the reality where bad timing. Warriors players were getting hurt pretty badly, and. You know, Toronto just came out on top. Toronto was the better team at the end of the day. It's yeah, like, there's no way to really confirm if uh, we were going to win. Sorry, if Toronto was going to win with KD and um, play healthy. Play healthy, yeah. But, it, I, mean, I, I mean, you could speculate that given the way that they were fighting with just Clay and Steph, forcing a game six, that, you know, maybe it could have gone to game seven. We could have seen. Plus, the Golden State Warriors were also a lot more experienced in the situation the Raptors this is for a lot of them this was their first time the the leader of the group Kawhi has been there twice so so it's like uh you know he he had he's has to rally the troops in that situation but again I agree with you so like there's there's I mean nobody really goes into the past and says a he said she said or what if scenario it's sports things happen these are part of the game and uh, the Raptors ended up on top it's just a just a year exactly and so, you know, you can underestimate the Raptors all you want, but seeing how they've been this season, you know, without Kawhi, without Danny Green, they've been fine. They've been fine. You know, Mark Russell got hurt at some point, and he's been out for a while, so they had Serge's starting center. They've been okay. Uh, since they're all healthy, I think they'll be perfectly fine. It's just the matter of asking when your star players get injured, you know, the rest of the team has to step up because you're down your guy. You want to keep winning, someone's got to step up. The Pittsburgh Penguins have been a great example of that. When Crosby got hurt, what did event, uh, Evgeny Malkin do? He just went Superman mode and just wrecked everything in his path. And, hey, speaking of Malkin, it's hockey time now, sort of, I guess. So we're supposed to be getting hockey next week. Actually, in a, in a few days, to be exact. We are getting ex uh, three days' worth of exhibition games from the 28th of July until the 30th, which will be hosted in Edmonton and Toronto, the two NHL hub cities. And then starting August 1st will be uh, the day the people have waited for, the Stanley Cup playoffs sort of happening. And so how do I, how do I put this? I'm just looking through my notes, seeing how I can do this. So we, I asked this question uh when we had my buddies Tyler and Peter on the show and I'm going to ask it again because it's a it's a very strange situation so now it's been a while since the uh draft lottery has occurred 
And people are very well aware that a team from the playoffs is going to be picking first overall. That won't be decided until the playing round is done. My question is, will we potentially maybe see a team decide to tank almost because they know they have that shot at the first pick? Yeah, I um I remember I did say before that it was a it was a possibility, and or, or I was a little bit leading on the side that they were. But as we get closer to that day, I'm starting to realize that it may not be as simple as that. They like you know they, a lot of people's uh, contracts and things like that are at stake, uh, jobs, uh, coaching jobs, things like that, and just the pride of the city and the franchise. And at this point during the COVID nineteen situation, you really want to have something to to be happy about, given the fact that we're going through a pandemic. So. I, I don't see people throwing games, but I, I you know, it, it's it's really tough to answer this question. I just don't see people throwing games. That's that's how I see. It. Well, I mean, if it's anyone, uh, maybe I hope it's the Jets so that we can get a nice pick. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know? I I don't think it is because the Jets are in the round robin part, right? They're in the top. They were top four. Anton's mic is muted. I didn't even check how it, what it looks It's uh, the top four teams from each conference are going to be playing in a round robin. You should probably have explained that. Top four teams top will be four. playing. Yeah, top four teams, according to standings, will uh, in each conference will play in a miniature round robin tournament to decide the seeding of one to four for when the play-ins are done which is dumb because Boston had a whole 20-point lead on Tampa Bay by the time the lead yeah, shut down. So they should just – Kind of interesting. should be given first. Yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, – <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever seen Parks and Recreation, but there's this one episode great show. where, the, where uh, one of the characters has this – he made up this crazy Settlers of Catan-esque board game where you have to roll a dice that lets you know – how many dice you have to roll and so that's that's kind of like what this is right it's like yeah uh, play a bunch of games so we know which games you were playing exactly on top of it being a playoffs like right wow like uh okay sure so uh in the east i believe it is boston philadelphia pittsburgh and washington no no surprises there really oh no i can't be right no, not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is dealing with the play-ins. It's um, Tampa. That's who it is. Tampa's in that. Boston, Tampa, um, Pittsburgh, uh, Washington, words, and Philadelphia. And the West, if I am not mistaken, it is Colorado, Winnipeg, Vegas, I think. And Oh. Yeah. Okay. Vegas and it's not Edmonton. Not the Canucks. It's someone. I forget who the fourth team is. I the Stars. Is it the Sorry. stars? Well, I, well, you I, know, that I, makes that, pro- that probably makes sense. They were doing quite well. Yeah. I think it's Edmonton just because Edmonton had 83 points. No, the- Edmonton has got Chicago in the first play-in round. I'm so confused. Eight, they had 83 points though before the before the COVID. Tell that to the then NHL. Tell- the stars had 82. Stonks. Yeah, stonks. stonks. That's literally stonks. All right. <clears throat> um, but uh, hey, you know what that means? Wait, does that mean that? Pittsburgh could be a team that get that tanks. Yeah, uh, that's a hundred percent enough. Wait, so what about your friend? Uh, I forget his name. Which one, Peter? Uh, the Buffalo fan. Peter. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Doesn't he hate them? 
No, he his other favorite team is the Penguins. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was like a so he'd be Rust loving Belt it. Rivalry. Meanwhile, no. Uh, me, meanwhile, you have a team like the Leafs, and this is something I really want to talk about. Who you would think, hey, maybe tank and then get another first overall pick, like we got Austin Matthews, and then just decimate everyone next season. Here's an interesting thing I was reading up on Twitter not too long, uh, about two or three days ago from uh, Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. He was reporting on the lines that the Leafs were using in practice games and intra-squad games and getting things ready. And Sheldon Keefe, uh, Lord and Savior Chief Keefe, uh, Chief Leaf Keefe, all hail. I just made that up just now. He's been trying out. He's been trying out different lines. Some of the other rookies, guys like Ilya Mikheyev, Nick Robertson. He has what he calls the nuclear option, and it is a first line and or the first power play line of Austin Matthews in the center, Marner on the right wing, and Tavares on the left wing. Jeez, that's I big. I, I think. Are they just going to like build a Trump style wall in front of the goalpost in front of the, the net? I mean, Basically, like, uh, you might as well. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a nuclear option right there. It's, it's very much like a nuclear option. That is exactly what Chris Johnston and I believe Sheldon Keefe also called it. Is they're calling it the nuclear option. Uh, I was just recently listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, which people should go listen to. Go listen to Steve Dangle. He's great. And he was talking about this line and mentioned that they should only use this if in the event the Leafs are down two goals two, in their two game. goals. Yeah, down two. I would agree. Send That's it out and just let them just rip Columbus apart. I don't feel like that line has had success over the season. I feel like that line They've, was used to – They only tried it, I believe, once or twice on the power play. Okay. But you, I think that was before Babcock got fired. Oh, I see. Okay. Has that line, I mean, been, yeah, used, uh... has that line been used on in the playoffs? No. Okay. No. They've never tried it out. Okay. Because, like, I think, you know, everything's so different. It's, it's hard to say anything right, right now. Right, exactly. Um, and, like, plus we were, facing, we were facing Boston in our first round, weren't we? Uh, we have Columbus in the first play no, I mean, Oh, last previous, year? Previous, yeah, previous season. Yeah, last year was Boston. The year before that was Boston. <laughs> yeah, so, you know... <laughs> Maybe we can yeah. make it to round two this time. Columbus is the first round, eh? So Columbus like, is the know, first, that's... and that's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking oh, we about remember who they swept the first round. Tampa. That, see, and that's my, oh. that's my big issue. Which, which version of Tampa are we going to get in COVID-19? Oh, God, I think we're getting <laughs> bloodthirsty Tampa. Oh, all right. Because they've been practicing, like, they were practicing before everything shut down in Florida again. I'd imagine. Yeah, <laughs> so, them so they're, they're, they're kind of ready to go. It, you know, it really depends. Like Florida, or not Florida, the Panthers are an okay team, but Tampa is such a team that, you know, they're built per, almost perfectly. Like everything on that team is perfectly built, but they haven't had proper success yet. See last year when they got swept by Columbus. So maybe maybe this year we'll, we'll see Tampa do something. Hopefully, you know, everyone's going to be healthy. So we'll see. Uh, it's the same thing I have talking about, like, the Colorado Avalanche, and I was thinking about this yesterday for some reason, is Colorado, if they don't win this year, I have a weird, weird suspicion that in free agency between September, I think it is, when the season's supposed to end, when the playoffs are supposed to end, and 
the next season, which would start in, I believe, November or December at that point. Uh, I have a weird feeling they're going to try and pick up a goaltender like Robin Leonard because he's going to be on the market and they'll have space for him. Snag him. Not happy with that situation, man. Have, that, was, that was so good. No, he's great. Have their monstrous lineup of guys like Ranton, Landis Cog, McKinnon, Kadri, Burakovsky. Have that. Have their defensive lines of Sam Gerrard, Kale McCarr. Uh, they're going to have this 20-year-old kid from the Western Hockey League, Bowen Byram, next season. It's going to be terrifying they're going to be like the perfect team they're going to be just the western tampa so we'll see so 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 maybe they make it through maybe and then maybe they face carolina and then maybe they have to face the dreaded david ayers (laughs) yeah david ayers is still driving the zamboni during covid david ayers they have to find is a backup goalie yep David Ayers is about to win the Carolina Hurricanes and Stanley Cup. Yeah, you know, he's about to wreck we'll them. We'll see. If the Leafs, so, to... yeah. my my thing with the Leafs is I don't, so I still don't know if this year is going to be the year because they definitely have a lot of problems. If their forwards do step it up, maybe, but they're still they still need a little bit of help on the blue line. And Freddie is Freddie. I have the utmost faith in him, but he does get hurt a lot. So I'm hoping for the Leafs. I just hope they don't have to play the Bruins. I, I agree. I just hope that they at least make it to the conference finals um, yeah. because it would suck to not play the, con- the the last game of the season in your own city and watch someone else's team right. yeah. play that in your city. It's kind of weird, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I would absolutely. I, I agree. It's like someone, someone like else a... just walking in and just eating your dinner, you know? Like Yeah. I feel like... Uh, which Pars has done to me before, so... But Toronto... <laughs> It's very important to, to really do well this year. But I, I also have a feeling that the forward line is going to do what they always do, which is not show up. It's one of the very weaknesses that they have. For some reason, those, those guys, they just have a lapse when it comes to big moments. No, nah, weaknesses are blue line. What's the best defenseman the Leafs have? Morgan Riley? Jake Muzzin? Jesus. Tyson Berry, that trade didn't work out as well as they thought. Yeah, like it was supposed to. Yeah. They trade for Barry. They're like, good. We have a great right-handed defenseman that we can utilize. What did we trade for him? Oh, yeah, we had to give up Nazem Kadri. What's Kadri doing? Smoking everyone on Colorado. Yeah. So we'll see. And uh, maybe, if not this year, maybe next season. And if not next season, maybe the season after that, when the official new NHL team officially comes into play in 2021 the seattle krakens because oh my god i'm so glad they actually got uh, stuck with that name wait 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 they, they don't have an s at the end right krakens or it's kraken it's, i think it's, it's kraken singular. yeah kraken. there's no well, s just, at the they, end they don't have an s yeah there's no s at the end the i think seattle that's like kraken. one one beast <laughs> i think that's supposed to be the thing and then like yeah. each one is supposed to be like a tentacle or whatever yeah yeah um, but the seattle yeah. kraken is in fact a team and uh yeah that's 32 teams in the league now they had their announcement uh yesterday yes yeah cool i'm excited fun fact very excited to watch a game and it's gonna be good yeah yeah fun fact they um uh it was kind of inspired by a uh, someone put a post-it note on their office door i think of the seattle uh nhl headquarters that said, uh, release the Kraken. And then someone 
uh, on the deciding team for the name, uh, thought like, oh, I never thought about that before. Um, and so that was one of the names. And a couple of the other ones they had was like uh, Seattle, uh, I forget, the Sockeyes, I think. The Sockeyes was, one of them. was one of them, yeah. Yeah. And so they had to actually, they registered three different uh, trademarks and five different domain names of the potential um, uh, names. Uh, that they were going to go with just to throw people off and say like, Oh, which one are we going to choose? Which one are we going to choose? Just in case someone goes through their records and finds like, Oh, we found that this name was registered, the domain name. So they had to yeah. keep it like really low profile. Which like absurd just thinking about that, but like, Hey, kudos to the ownership team and management team for Seattle. Like that's really good planning. Uh, also, I didn't know that Jerry Bruckheimer is a co-owner of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Um, fun uh, things, you know, just learning about uh, um, media stars and celebrities being uh, owners of teams. I think we could do maybe one on a separate episode, but um, uh, Lily Singh and like Natalie Portman and I think Serena Williams and a whole bunch of other uh, uh, female celebrities uh, have gone in on uh, the la women's professional soccer team uh called the la something i i, I don't know uh, you can you can look it up but we can do like a whole other thing about that we could do a thing about like women's soccer being like um this like beast that's moving up like ever since the the u.s um has been uh, since the u.s won the women's fifa but um that's another podcast i'm kind of tangenting um, yeah, Seattle Kraken. Going back to that subject, yeah, I think Seattle, it's a cool name. I think it's a great name. Have great seen, name. Have you seen the logo? Uh, it's pretty. Yeah, I, I, it's pretty I, I, cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah. it's it's very original, and it's personally, I think that and the jersey colors that they've chosen for home and away, the home jersey colors, I think might be like one of my favorite jerseys I've ever seen in the league. Special. I, yeah. I I did like the logo mm-hmm. design. I liked it when they came out with it too. Just very strong, and uh, I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them in action with those jerseys and hearing what the announcers sound like. Hearing what the arena, and the yeah. buzz around that is. Wait, and did they the decide goal. a mascot yet? No. I want to see that. Like, what is that? Is yeah. The so, here's the, so so here's the fun. Part. Be like Davy Jones from like Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that what it's gonna be? <laughs> Sponsored so, by Jerry Bruckheimer. That's the announcement of the next. That Pirates would be Caribbean. actually ridiculous. Whoa. That would be wild. Would they think that far in advance? Maybe. I don't uh, know. The, inter- the, the, funny, the funny joke right now going around about the whole um, Seattle thing is, you know, they're called the Kraken. It's like, okay, what are the fans going to be called? The Crackheads? Uh, they, said, <laughs> yeah. can we, they said, can we nickname the Climate Pledge Arena, which is where they're going to be playing? Can we call that the Crack Den? Um, just all these. Oh my gosh! It's just I'm getting... sure it's gonna be pejoratively called that anyway. By, oh yeah, of course. By... Like it's just gonna be a nickname at that point for it. Just the crack den, or like I don't know where the kraken technically live. Like the sea. No, it's a dumb name for. Yeah, me. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> my favorite thing right now is there has been a not a fight, but just a, a bickering between the Seattle Kraken followers that exist now on Twitter. And Red Wings fans, because Seattle's like, our mascot should be a cephalopod. And the Red Wings are like, wait, but we have Al the Octopus. So how are we going to do this? Can we have a rivalry that's the Battle of the Cephalopods? It should be Davy Jones. 
That would be that'd be actually with, interesting. With the, the like the the, the tentacle, tentacle beard, the squid yeah. beard, yeah, the squid beard. Um, I am. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like go through. Um, uh, was it? Hold on. Was it H.G. Wells? No. Who was the author that came up with the the Kraken myth? Um, I don't know. H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Yeah. Who's, who's oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. All these like bookheads are gonna be like book nerds are like hating me right now. Like, how did you not know? Um, but how uh, could yeah, you just go not through, know? Just Darn. look through uh, his his uh, creations and we'll just um, make him one of those. You know. Exactly. Just you know, have some fun with it. But um, yeah, so Seattle's a team. I'm excited. Obviously, they won't be in action until 2021, so we're going to have to wait a little while to see that. But uh, by then, of course, I will, just like when Vegas uh, became a thing, I will sit in my room, I will look at who they take from other teams, and within five weeks of seeing that, I will, whether or not, message Anton and Pars probably, okay, yeah, Seattle's going to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, you're going to... Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how you did it last time. Still don't know how. Uh, You just just, like looked at Vegas. You're like, they're going to make it to the cup finals. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, you're like, bruh. Like, are you sure they're going to even be better than like, uh, you know, like a 400 uh, or just like better than, uh, I don't know, just like whoever's at the bottom, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that they got to build up a little. Right. It's just like with with the roster that they had picked out. I think also because when I saw Marc Andre Fleury's name, I was just like, something tells me he's gonna have a really good season, and he did. What do you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that with hockey. We got Seattle. We got all the teams coming back into play next week. Uh, the Stanley Cup hopefully will be raised by the end of September, assuming that COVID literally doesn't destroy anything or a meteor hits the year. I don't know. It's twenty twenty, man. Who knows what's next? anything and everything could happen. Exactly. Like, we could all turn to werewolves tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so just final thoughts. I'm kind of glad that sports are coming back. Like, in the fan sense, I'm, I'm very happy because I have other things to watch now other than just binge-watching shows on Netflix all day. Uh, the other thing is, so far from what we've been seeing with the bubbles system, at least with the NBA, has shown, you know, positive progress so maybe if they can keep it up hopefully that progress spans to the end of the NBA, the end of the nba finals and with the nhl <clears throat> we'll see how their bubble system works because since players are going to be a little further separated uh, maybe maybe it'll work the same you know they're at least i don't know how edmonton's working but in toronto they're going to be outfitting bmo field and all that so yeah we'll see how that works uh anton parse final thoughts uh, yeah, just uh, like, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm really happy about the whole, um, the whole cracking thing. Finally, you know, we get, we get to hear about that and we get to see that, um, that, uh, that team go up and get the name. I'm also, I'm like Yusuf. I, 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 I am firm on this. I don't think that we should be having sports with the weight of the world and this everything is going through, but you know, you can't lie that people have felt a little out of touch. And they need a little bit more of normalcy right now. So we'll see how the sports world goes. Uh, keep our fingers crossed that nobody gets COVID in the bubble or on the on the ice or on the field. 
and uh, we'll, you know, just have some fun with some good entertainment. It's, it's, it's not normal. I mean, I'll tell you, um, from one of the videos I've seen on Instagram about uh, sports basketball being played, you know, they have 2K sounds, and, and that's all great and dandy for, like, the video gamers. But personally, like, for, for someone who loves seeing the fans kind of react to the situations, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same. And, it, uh, you know, just, just hoping that it kind of goes well. But, yeah, that's my take on it. Um, you know, it's all exciting. Yeah, uh, so my final thoughts about the bubble. It, so the NBA so far has been okay, but the MLS apparently has had uh, some cases, and I think like two yeah. teams had to drop out. Yeah. So that there's some that. Have to drop out. Um, some games yeah. were delayed because of it. Yeah, but um, you know what? I I think so. From a business perspective, really what they were trying to do was not trying to be profitable. They were just trying to um, not lose too much money. They like they knew that they were going this was going to be a year that they operate at a loss, but they didn't want it to be like operate at such a huge, like a devastating loss. Um, and so I think that's why sports are coming back. Uh, and yeah, like it's, you know, I just really hope that um, this doesn't, uh, you don't see cases um, going up uh, because because of this these bubbles because of sports coming back. I really hope that um, that they're able to you know stay healthy, and I hope that all of you guys who are listening are also able to stay healthy and uh, stay safe. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Great! Don't forget to wash your hands. Uh, stay safe. Sanitize. Wear gloves. Wear a mask. Uh, six feet apart, social distance, to all these things. <clears throat> Don't do stupid things like people are doing now. Granted, I think because of the freedoms, especially like for us living in Ontario, where the government's like, things are open, and people are just, you know, all willy-nilly and running around. Be safe. You know, if you want to go have fun, you can do that. Just be safe. You know, keep your distance, do what you need to do. Uh, because every every little bit helps. And every little bit will change. <clears throat> how this virus has affected the world unless you live in the United States. So, on that, on that note, note, on that note, this has been the now Sportulation <laughs> Podcast. Sportulation. I gotta get used to saying that over and over again. Sportulation. Sportulation Podcast. Of course, myself, Mr. Yusuf Rashid, flanked by Anton and Pars. Stay safe. Uh, have a good night and goodbye.